0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Side, a podcast about black science fiction, fantasy, and staying on the same page in this marriage. I'm one of your beautiful... Co hosts Amber Wallen and who you is, Ben. Damn, Ben, you okay today? Awesome. And welcome to episode 24. 24, Ben, we have like a six month old as a podcast for. And today we will be discussing the show Knots and Crosses. This was a listener recommendation. Thanks, Hales. We love you, Hales. We watch Knots and Crosses on Peacock TV, which Oddly enough, it's really fun. We'll talk about how in a moment. So Ben, let's dive right in. Before we actually get started, fun, quick tea. There's a, there's gonna be some fun moments throughout the entire podcast today, but one quick thing, this book, it was originally a book written by uh, Mallory Blackman, Black Queen, we stand her, and she is from the UK. And in the UK, they don't call it tic-tac-toe. They call it knots and crosses, knots and crosses. So... I figured that out because I was reading the book and I was like, where are all these X's and O's? And I was like, oh, I get it. It's the UK's version of Nats and Crosses. Real cute. So if you forget the name of this, just think like UK Tic-Tac-Toe. Yeah. And there was only six episodes of it, right?
1: Six episodes.
0: Ben, we almost didn't get through it. Do you remember why?
1: I think you got upset at me.
0: Yeah. Well, you showed your ass and then I had to give you the silent treatment so we watched episodes one through four me and ben were in a fight for episode five so we watched that on opposite ends of the couch
1: i didn't know we were in a fight like most times when you're angry at me i don't know because you are fuming it's we'll read sort, the room it's sort really of like a tempest in a teapot well the, the teapot it's, it's
0: so clear boiling it's, i am for listeners who have never seen me or met me, I'm very expressive with my face and my body language. I'm a physical comedian. I'm a yoga instructor. So I never want to hear from you that you don't know that I'm upset. Yeah, that, that shift is so quick and then you think to yourself like, what did I do? Just think of what happened immediately before that. Mm-hmm. You want to tell people why we really got into a fight? It's, it's, it's embarrassing now.
1: It, yeah, I didn't think you were actually angry about it. You wanted me to film something for a TikTok. Yes. And it, I had to know some lyrics, and I said the lyrics wrong.
0: Here's the thing about
1: it. And then you wanted to film it again. I was like, it I wasn't, just don't want to film it again. I'm tired.
0: It wasn't just a TikTok, Ben.
1: You were dancing.
0: It, it wasn't just a TikTok. It's more than that. It's I'm an artist, and I create when I feel inspired. And when I feel inspired, I need you to get with the shits because you love the TikTok. Don't don't try to leave me out in the dark. You be on TikTok all the time. and
1: I only watch your videos.
0: That's probably I accurate. I don't watch the other videos. I know, but I go with the flow when you want to create a TikTok. And then when I want to create one, you're like, oh, well, we got to make a TikTok. It's like you're the one who's upset. Anyway, why don't you give a little bit of a background about knots and crosses and how uh, this, this story is created and all the good sure.
1: stuff. Sure. This falls into alternate history and it does something that Strange Horizons, which is a science fiction magazine, recommends that people should never, ever do when they're writing stories. Just kidding. Not never, ever do, but stories that show up all the time like this. And so Strange Horizons has this hilarious list of stories that people send in that are just so pathetic. And Damn yeah so they're like okay if you're gonna write a story don't send us in one of these stories and it's like a list of like 40 different ones
0: name like three things on the list uh
1: one of them is like a group of children have superpowers and are captured by the government and like have tests performed on them Mm. they're like we don't want to see those stories another one is yeah yeah exactly And
0: like literally everything okay
1: but that list was actually created before Stranger Things because I've been looking at this list since, I don't know, probably college. It's been around for a while, and it's a really helpful list. Okay, another,
0: name two more things.
1: Another one is uh, Man... <laughs> Man is entirely blameless, innocent, mild mannered, and unobjectionable and he kills his awful shrewish wife entirely by accident, possibly, in self defense. So it's okay. Did you look that one up? I, That's on their site. Yeah, it's on their site. So apparently people were sending all these stories about men who were struggling with like a shitty wife and then ends up killing her because
0: Damn, good for them, strange harassons.
1: Yeah. And then the final one which falls into knots and crosses. The
0: final one that you're gonna give me but there's yeah. a list of 40 plus okay. there's
1: a bunch of them I'll I'll put the link in they're real if you're looking to write read this list because before
0: you even come up with anything. yeah before
1: you come up with ideas <laughs> because they will they'll say oh this idea is so cliche now like don't even you know do it unless you're gonna say something completely new but you're probably not going to say it's something completely new if you're a new writer. Like okay. these are the things that you should return back to maybe after writing your first two novels or three novels. Anyway, the last thing I want to bring up is a kind of story of a future where a story is set in a world which some common modern Western power structure is inverted. Right. They don't want to see that at all. No, I, because it's been done over and over again, so they- I literally they write, feel like this
0: show was the first time I've seen that done.
1: Right, because you don't read a lot of science fiction.
0: Oh. <laughs> okay, girl. We can talk right. offline, I guess.
1: So, such stories they tell us, Strange Horizons, the editors, such stories usually end up reinforcing the real-world dominant paradigm, and regardless, they really do anything we haven't seen many times before. For example, they say women have more power than men and it's very sad how oppressed the men are. Everyone in the society is gay or lesbian and straight people are considered perverts. Number three, white people are oppressed by oppressive people with other skin colors. So these are stories that science fiction have been exploring for a very long time, you know, for about a hundred years now.
0: And they don't want to hear it. They don't
1: want to hear it in their That was kind of a stupid rule.
0: It's like, well, shit, we don't want to live it. Y'all, you'll be okay reading it. I think if it's well-written stylistically and, like, well done.
1: Well, their, their point is that it ends up reinforcing stereotypes, right? So it takes on this idea, if gay and lesbian people had all the power then they would just be as awful and terrible to straight people.
0: They're imp- they're saying in the writing that they've seen yes. that that has been reinforced. Right. So now they're saying, like, don't even try to write it because well, we, we've seen it.
1: We're, they'll. I think they're saying that if you're a new writer and you're approaching this idea, we've already seen it a million times, so you're probably not going to do anything new. And they have this whole caveat saying like hey listen these 40 things we're saying not to do people can probably end up bringing something new to it but you know we've seen so many <laughs> Got it. ideas and it's pretty helpful Well, get some
0: new people on the board that's all i gotta say about it because i like this story did you
1: well well it's again this story is different knots and crosses is different because it is written by a black woman Oftentimes these stories where women have all the power and are like oppressing the men, they're being written by like straight white men Mm. who are sort of pointing out, seeing like, see, women are just as bad or saying like, oh, if black people had all the power, see, they would just be as awful and monstrous as white people. And so when you do that, you're not you're not reflecting on the current power structure where Knots and Crosses, and this is where Knots and Crosses did something really brilliantly, is they hone in on things in our history, in our timeline, that are reflected in their Knots and Crosses alternate history.
0: I'm going to keep the summary nice and sweet. If you have not seen or read Knots and Crosses, it's really a story about how what would happen in a world where black people and Africans, or in this world, APRA with a P, which was, I thought a little lazy, but whatever. What would happen if the world was colonized by Africa? We can obviously envision a world that was colonized by Europeans because that's, the realty about what happened, but it was really interesting to see all of the ways in which pe- like the way people wear their hair, their clothes, what rules, what groups of people were discriminated against. The black race was the dominant superior, you know, air quote, superior race in this story. That's basically like the general well, background.
1: not the superior race, the superior culture. The superior culture. Right. Yes. So... Cool. I want to be careful though because I think the reason it's called Africa has to do with the fact that like England who had, who was so influenced by the Romans and the Greeks what happens in this alternate history is that Africa ends up taking a lot of the science and culture of the Greeks and Romans which was very colonialistic and using that in their culture and then using the paradigm of the Greek and Romans to, to then go ahead and conquer England and the other parts of Europe.
0: Well, I was wrong. It wasn't lazy. It was so deep it and obscure that we had to look it up.
1: And it fits in really nice because the prime minister's daughters are named...
0: Persephone and Minerva, Minerva, which are Greek.
1: Uh, and Greco-Roman. Like Greco-Roman. So it's a very intentional use of Africa, which I thought was just brilliant and Cheers for Mallory Blackman for doing that groundwork for the show.
0: Thank you, Mallory. My bad. I just anyway, the listeners you can sort of get grounded on what would the world look like if the dominant race in charge of lawmaking and systems and institutions was black and uh, discriminating against other races in this world only white people, and so the dominant race in this story are known as the crosses. And then the subordinate race in the story are known as the knots. So it's knots and crosses. And the the big piece of this, you know, there has to be a love story. One of the crosses, Sephi or Persephone, falls in love with a knot. Callum. So Cephy and Callum obviously have this love situation and it's dangerous for them and they didn't meet by chance we'll go into some characters later but Callum's mom is the maid to Seffi's parent that's right. their relationship they used to play together as kids and now they're grown up and now they're in love and the, the country is at war with each other and these tensions are rising now let's get into some first impressions what were your first impressions
1: well the world building was my favorite and there's this point where Callum cuts his finger and Persephone reaches over to grab a band-aid and Amber when we were watching it you're like oh the band-aid's gonna be
0: black and I was like how did you know that it's like well because I know so intimately as a black person that band-aids are like white flesh tone
1: didn't you have a story about that yeah. Oh, kid. Oh.
0: for sure. When I was a kid, the first, like one of the earliest times I cut my finger, I was like, mom, this does not match. And she's like, yeah, I know. Like it's it's how the th- it's, it's how it goes. Like she just probably brushed me off or whatever. But, you know, I actually I think my mother heard me say that. And after that, we started buying Band-Aids that had like cartoon characters on them oh, and stuff. Wow. Yeah. 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 So she noticed in that moment that I was already noticing, like, this is not. My, your, your
1: racial puberty. Yeah,
0: or on one side, it was, you know, all of our hands are, like, lighter on one side than the uh-huh. other. So it's, like, on one side, this is kind of matching, but this is, like, sticking out. Like, why is this supposed to blend?
1: I should I, mention Callum is white, Persephone is black. Yes, I think we, yes, yes, yes. I think you mentioned that.
0: Well, you mentioned it as well when you were talking about that Greco-Roman influence. So it's, right. like, Persephone, Sethi, she's mm-hmm. black. Oh, and they're all... Oh, everybody is freaking gorgeous. Everybody's a model. Everybody's just rich with melanin and beautiful. Well,
1: that goes into the whole world building that I was mentioning about the names. Names have like a very significant uh, impact in this story. (laughs) And there's this like whole thing where if you're white, you change your name to an African sounding last name that ends up getting you a better job.
0: And in this world, white people were enslaved by black people. Some of those names might've already existed just out of like the slave trade.
1: Mm -hmm. The other big world building thing, well, in the book, they talk about Christmas, but here the main holiday is is midsummer because Christianity did not become part of Europe. So I thought that whole world building was really fun to think about because it's paganism is the religion of all the white people instead of Christianity. And also Christianity is... Is no longer in existence. It's almost as if Christianity had died off. It's a dead religion. But in the book, it's not like that.
0: Um, yeah, it's still Christmas in, yeah. in the book.
1: Yeah, so they they keep it, you know, Christian. But I like this idea of a world without Christianity, personally, because so often we can't imagine our world without Christianity, but and
0: we don't think about Christianity as a, uh, you know, I don't want to consequence or uh, a system that was put in place in the way that other things are even Mm. though it is does that make sense
1: yeah no and chebe the nigerian writer Mm -hmm. he he writes a lot about that where he has this really fascinating idea that i found really depressing but he's like we have to deal with the fact that colonialism yes it was awful but at the same time it brought us like christianity as if it was a thing to celebrate and i was like oh yeah Yeah. colonialism is a responsibility of christianity and christianity is a responsibility of colonialism yep they they really go hand in hand with each other but in this world the africans who are now in london um albion london albion they pray to their ancestors that's Mm -hmm. what they do yeah, and that's just that was dope. and everyone has their own shrine, and that's the dominant religion. What were some of your like world building things that you noticed?
0: I mean, I basically you know wet the couch watching the show because it, it it's so fascinating to see what a world where black people are not persecuted it looks like so every billboard had black skin and the the hairstyles and the fashion and even the police trucks which the police obviously do the same thing in this world but Even the way the police cars are painted are just like more vibrant colors and more beautiful. It's just a world ran by black people, even though some of the same horrible colonial things were happening, was at least more stylish, right? (laughs) Like, I know that sounds like trash, but it was very like, I mean, look at this. This place is popping and it was wonderful to see that and just explore that world because I have not seen that and also we'll talk a little bit about this later but I guess Peacock TV knew that we were watching this show because almost all of the commercials because on Peacock TV you know we don't really we haven't seen commercials in a while because we do a lot of streaming services but this had a couple commercials in it we were watching it free no big deal all of the commercials had black people in it as well so it was very nice and refreshing to see like either they're trying to keep the consistency of the show or Peacock TV is trying to do something different but the commercials had like black people and people of color which was a great compliment to this rich world building which I loved.
1: Your smiles almost got bigger watching the commercials than watching the actual uh, I've never
0: been so excited to watch a commercial in my life like or even lotion commercials had black people in it which I know so intimately that, like, black people, we are the primary users of lotion, you know. uh, Yeah. Let's just be honest. You walk around smelling like shea butter because of me. So it was, it's so nice to be like, oh, yeah, we should be in these freaking lotion and Vaseline commercials. We are, like, the primary moisturizers because, like, our skin is so telling when we don't moisturize.
1: I want to say one more thing about the world building Mm -hmm. because I think this story could have gone a couple different ways right it could have gone in a way in which hey like see look if like Africa were to you know take over and colonize Europe things would be so much better there'd be like less persecution and less horror or better fashion right the story doesn't go that way because Mm -hmm. I don't think it's helpful like colonialization no matter who's doing it is a terrible terrible thing Mm -hmm. right and We see, like, history has many examples where you take an oppressed group of people who have been colonized or destroyed and killed, and then they switch, and now they have power. The the oppressed then becomes the oppressor, right? Mm -hmm. And I just, I'm glad that the story didn't go down that way. But what the story does is they pinpoint things like Band-Aids that are just so ridiculous and so racist in our current society. And the other thing that it made me realize is that one of the characters, Callum, ends up trying to become part of the military. The military is now open for the knots, the white people. And he decides to join the military to sort of change things from the inside out. And when he has to join the military, instead of like shaving his head, everyone in the military has to have like, like locks, locks or braids, or braids right? Mm-hmm. And it puts this whole whole perspective of our military when you see things that we're black folk in our current day have to you know subscribe to standards of hair and and how ridiculous it is you're like wait why does this white person have to have his hair in a braid on this alternate history tv show and then it forces you to ask the question why does a black person have to have their hair this kind of way in our actual reality exactly and it's so clever and that's that's the power of this show i think that is the number one reason why anybody should watch the show because the plot is pretty pathetic. Like, <laughs> let's let's be real. Yeah, we're
0: not as invested in the love story as we yeah, are no, in finding it, yeah. out like all of the reverse.
1: Yeah, the, the politics of this situation is way more fascinating. Like I was way more interested in that.
0: It's so funny because I think I could totally see like some very right wing anti Black Lives Matter person saying like, "See, this is exactly what would happen if we keep saying Black Lives Matter." Like this, this in their brain is like Black people are gonna rise up and take over every single thing, and it's just like, no, we're sh- we're showing literally what you did.
1: <laughs> right. That's what Strange Horizons is trying to is trying at. to mm-hmm. say. Like, don't do this because you're just gonna perpetuate. Yeah, but
0: that rule that they have in place implies that all of their writers are white in a way, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, so Strange Horizons, which is a great science fiction short story, everything on there is free. Definitely check it out. They've changed a lot of their editors and now there's a lot more editors that are people of color. And so I think things are changing and people are not going to those kinds of stories anymore. I mean, again, like
0: but when you have rules in place like that, you're you're Assuming that the default writer Mm -hmm. is white.
1: No, the reason they put those rules there is because the stories that they were getting, people were submitting, were doing that. So they're like, we're tired of hearing that. And so most of the stories being submitted, because they have open submissions, they can't control who gets submitted.
0: I, you can have open submission and you can have like, we're looking for new stories, we're... Mm -hmm. We're doing something for Black History Month. I, I just hate this notion that we're like, we can't find any black writers. Like, I'm just sick of stuff like yeah, that.
1: Yeah, well, and, yeah, which is why other online uh, magazines like Faya, which only accepts um, works by people of color, uh, and then also uh, Lightspeed Magazine will have open submissions only for people of color. Um, Like, they'll have, like, BIPOC... Uh, submissions only and that for like you know two weeks they'll be like only people pox so that's
0: see they could easily so, do that right saying. and
1: so I think this list has been there for I guess 10 years now and I think because the editors have changed they probably don't need that list as much anymore I'd be curious to find out but they're probably getting you know more diverse submissions hopefully because science fiction at least science fiction fandom when it comes to the people who are putting on a lot of the big uh, you know, cons are sort of falling on the side of like, let's be more inclusive, let's be more celebratory, let's put a fund together to support writers that are gonna be the next Mallory black men, like science, you know, black science fiction writers who are going to write alternate history. Even in the book, like reading parts of the book, it focuses on certain kinds of elements that you know 2001 when this book was published that a white writer could not have really understood no way. or or grasped onto right and yep. so it's actually really cool that this book was written 20 years ago it is and now it's getting its tv show so that's something to celebrate and that's why uh, you know we really wanted to watch this
0: so let's start with the characters first we have uh Steffi our main character Steffi Hadley. I, I don't she's my favorite when I'm sitting here thinking about it I like her but her naivete stops me from making her my favorite character because to say that that she's my favorite character would be to like sympathize with you know the Karen who's like I didn't know I I didn't realize that this was discrimination was happening um but I do like the dynamic between her and her sister Minerva because it's it's like naive versus even more naive as they try to like unpack things. Um, so it's Sefi and Minerva. Their parents are Kamal and Yasmeen Hadley. Kamal is about to become a the prime minister of the country. He's like second in command. His wife Yasmeen is pretty much miserable, is cheating on him. Spoiler's out right now and she is... Starts the beginning of the story basically like abusing alcohol because she just that's what she turns to. So, those that's your main cross family dynamic. Then, on the other side of town, we have the McGregor family Callum, who is Persephone's love interest, and then Callum has a brother named Jude, Jude McGregor. So, as like sort of ditzy and dimwitted, Minerva is with Persephone. On the opposite end, Jude is very militant and is like looking to like burn down every cross family. So he is definitely like looking to join the rebellion and things like that. And Callum's trying to join the rebellion in his own way by joining the military. Then we have their parents, Meggie. Meggie is Mrs. Hadley's servant and, uh, well, maid rather, I should say. And then Ryan McGregor, their father, just works at like a general, like, you know, factory style job in town. So those are like your... You're two like not cross families in the story.
1: Well, yeah, and Maggie is not so much a maid, but the personal assistant caretaker. Yeah, she's like the the top maid. Yeah, so she raised, right? She raised Minerva. And was like their wet nurse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, raised Minerva and Persephone. And as a child, she would bring over Callum and jude bring over jude and they would all play together Mm -hmm. and so they sort of grew up together and eventually you know through a random happenstance they connect when they're adults and they you know come together and it's all you know gushy and and feely and beautiful but
0: like we didn't even need their love story but it's like What really shows, like, more war, and discrimination, than love? Who was your favorite character?
1: I didn't care much for any of the characters. See, that's what I'm saying. That's why it's a hard question. I did, like, I did appreciate... I think the the best character is um, Yasmin, Jasmine, Mm -hmm. Mrs. Hadley, because she has, I think, the most important arc, right? When we first meet her, as, you know, you were saying, Amber, she's an alcoholic, but by the end of the story, she has gotten over her alcoholism... Her husband, who through like a manipulative happenstance, outs the current prime minister, who is a woman. He forces her out. And it's so fascinating because that political machination is actually the most fascinating part of the story. Because there's this love interest between, you know, a knot and a cross, sure, whatever. And in this world, there are anti mischination laws where basically you can't marry someone who is a different ethnicity or race than you.
0: Which we've seen. Which
1: we've seen, right? mm -hmm. You know, we watch Loving or whatever.
0: We got through some of it, yeah.
1: It was so boring. Uh, (laughs) And so, yeah. I just
0: want to pause because people, you know, obviously, I'm black and you're white. And so people really think we love, like, hyping up our interracialness. And we don't, like, I'm not going to say we don't because, you know, posting a picture is in a way hyping it up. But I just... I'm just not ever going to, like, hashtag interracial couple, hashtag swirl. Like, like that is just not my jam at all. Like, obviously, I've dated black men. You've dated white women. So, I don't know. There's something just strange about, like... Like, I've had friends before be like, oh, we all have white husbands. Do you want to join our, like, group? And I'm like, no. Like, a group me. I was like, (laughs) what the hell? Like, you know, me and Ben can break up tomorrow. Like, I... I just don't like to live Wait, my life. We could.
1: That doesn't sound like a secure relationship.
0: It doesn't, but I'm just saying. I when you package your... you know, we'll see on TikTok all the time, like five myths to dating a black guy. You know, as done by this white Again, girl. i like this only makes me watch, vomit. I only or like interracial your couple. Sorry. YouTube I'm channels. You. No, you're fine. Like interracial couple goes to get try seafood for the first time like that stuff is so stupid and i get we run a podcast so maybe we're just like a a heightened version of something like that but that just really boils my blood
1: i don't know i i think in our own way we're sort of fascinated by our own interracialness the very fact that we're only reading black science fiction well everybody should be
0: only reading black science fiction
1: i think you have to always turn the mirror on yourself for sure so i think we can say oh we're not interracial like those people but we're interracial like this other type of yeah, thing yeah no right?
0: i know it just is annoying that like people have full successful youtube videos and all it is it's like interracial couple tries curly fries for the first time it's like what the curly fries are fucking awesome of course they we should Why try to have a million views
1: we should try them together. You haven't
0: had curly fries before. I think
1: things just taste differently in a, when you're doing it with a black woman.
0: <laughs> but that's literally what their that, yeah, their that's their whole mo. Their whole stick their whole it, is like things taste better with black. Well, that's that's red-
1: like Oh, I fucking hate ridiculously it. Ridiculously stupid.
0: Yeah, at least at least we're doing at least we're doing books. <laughs> like that's that's my whole fucking thing. Like everybody knows curly fries taste good.
1: Well, this is a TV show. What is what we're talking about now? TV, based on a book, which we based read the on book.
0: a black author, which we've read. The yeah, book. I guess we're no better. I swear to God, man! If I ever see you hashtag interracial couple on something like so, I'm, you I'm, I'm hopefully you
1: don't discover my secret secret twitter yes. which is titled like Inter- you barely, interracial 101 you, you
0: barely know how to work twitter and thank god
1: all right so i liked Yasmin the best because she reminded me of I me mean, right? uh, like,
0: oh god we are that interracial couple yeah oh, i hate it well
1: her haircut was like yours yeah and it she's was beautiful fierce. it was so nice but uh, also she like drinks wine in bed i mean she's wow. an alcoholic but you're not one but you do drink wine in okay. bed
0: well yeah
1: And and, uh, what she also does does is she doesn't take any shit from her husband. She is a strong female character.
0: Yes, she is, but which is very different from the book because she's taking a whole bunch of shit in the book. You don't have to read the book if you... I mean, it's good if you would like to read the book, but just as far as you're like... Well, I think we said spoilers
1: anyway, but in the book, one of the opening scenes is that she gets punched and abused by her husband. And... I am glad that they didn't do that. Me too. We don't need to see that. We've seen that. And we don't need to see it anymore. But her husband, Kamal, is awful. And he gets rid of the current prime minister. And there's just some really great stuff about the the prime minister at the beginning of the book is this woman just absolutely smart and trying to do things to bring this country together. Because... Mm -hmm. Peacefully, peacefully, because there's coming to a point where sort of like our current situation where videos of um, unarmed white boys, m- men are being killed by black police. And in this world, in this world, world <laughs> okay. black police have all the power. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when you see these things, the prime minister is like, no, we we need to do something about this. This is unethical. We need to stop this, you know. Sort of like she's sort of like the Biden, right? Uh, where uh, Kamal is sort of like the Trump. Where like no, you know. Yes, and there I think needs
0: we to had... be law and order. Yeah, like, law. What are they doing yeah. to be killed? He they even say says that they say law and mm-hmm. order. Oh my and... god! They also have a like uh, a n word in this story yeah. as well, which is very interesting.
1: Yeah. So uh, a white person who is like getting drunk too much. So there's all these stereotypes, right? It's like. The white people, the the knots, they get drunk out in public too much, and if they walk around and see, you know, a black woman walking by herself, they're just gonna be, you know, overwhelmed with lust and try to rape the black woman, which yeah. is up what birth of a nation. Yeah. yeah, it's a switch of what's happening in our in our history. Emmett Till. Mm-hmm. Emmett Till. All of that, right? And so there's all these things that turn the mirror on our current history, which is just brilliant. Uh, and Kamal, the, the father in this story sort of repeats a lot of those things. And he's constantly watching a news source, which is sort of the Fox news of this world, because they only post things in the perspective that gives the people of power, like the right perspective. Like for example, there is the liberation militia, which is these freedom fighters who are trying to fight back against the, the crosses and there's a terrorist attack at one point and during this terrorist attack uh, two black people are killed two crosses are killed and they show their faces on the tv sort of like what fox news would do and then they gloss over the fact that during this terror terrorist attack a knot was also killed mm-hmm. but they don't mention this knot's like, name two
0: crosses with Excellent marks at uni, and they're helpful in the community, oh. and, and one knot was killed as well. Next story.
1: Oh, it's so fascinating. And Kamal is sort of habitually watching this one specific news channel, which just made me think of Trump. You know, oh, yeah. Because Trump only watched Fox News, but then Fox News decided to be a little bit more balanced, and now he only watches, like, OAN or whatever. But the real the T, the
0: gag is... Spoiler alert. This is like the fifth spoiler alert. Camille Hadley has a baby by a white woman out in these streets. <laughs> the baby's name is Yaro, And he he's, he's back, baby. He's, he's, he's coming through to shake some things up. So it's, you know, the hypocrisies of it all. Like, like any great story, there's a dictator that, that preaches against things that they do as well.
1: Yeah, I think the way they handle Kamal... Like, in the book, he is just a complete asshole. He's awful. There's really no... Not really much redemption for him. Nah. Where in the TV show, I feel like Kamal is way... Is a much more stronger, sympathetic He's character. Layered. He's layered. He also... Again, so he is... At one point, he gets out the current prime minister. And he becomes the prime minister. But he has this larger focus of taking Albion, which is part of Africa, and sort of similarly how the United States sort of pulled apart from England, he is trying to get Albion away from Africa and to become its own sovereign nation state. So there's this like brilliant like political intrigue, which I wish they dived into that because what is happening is Albion's sort of systematic racism is looked at at the rest of Africa as like this is not a good thing to do like for example white and black people can live a more like healthier lifestyle and actually be together in Africa mm. if they go to the place like if they go to but in this state in this in Albion in Europe where you know African colonization uh the black folk in this colonized nation state, are way more violent, way more oppressive than the black folk in uh, the rest of Africa. Because I think this is again, this is having a larger statement on colonialism, which mm-hmm. is the main theme of this. So, like getting into the themes, it show. I think it really shows you what col- colonialization does to someone, even like really caring, helpful people. Like Kamal loves his daughters, right? he pays maggie it's Like the
0: well-to-do white people
1: yeah he pays maggie well right and he's not he's not a villain uh in the in the book he is i think more so but
0: yeah he's not a villain in the like you're evil you have evil in your heart but he recognizes his wrongdoings and is not actively fighting against them he's he's the white moderate in this situation and I mean and, and when he rises to power he's just straight up wrong like and discriminatory and it takes I guess you know Sethi and Callum's love to change his cold cold heart but it's like what, what the fuck are we supposed to do in America like everybody has to be interracial for people to be like oh well now that my grandbaby's gonna be black I gotta figure my shit out like that that can't happen like you should you should care for other human beings, whether they're your family member or not, which is why it got a little, you know, very cliche when Steffi got pregnant. It's like, damn, so you would have just died had you not been pregnant with his baby? Like, you weren't worthy
1: enough? I don't know. Mm -hmm. just I want to go back to this whole idea of, you know, Kamal doing terrible things or whatever. I think we have to be careful how we look at this text right this either the the book or the tv show because i think the tendency is to look at it through an american you know civil rights context
0: yeah it's like text to world
1: right but i think that something that might be a little bit more helpful to understand um is looking at it through the israeli-palestinian conflict Mm -hmm. right so the liberation militia and this Case might be like Hamas or the, you know, um, yeah, I think looking at it through Hamas, where the Liberation Militia does do terrorist attacks, right? Mm -hmm. And Kamal sort of lived through that and is traumatized by these terrorist attacks and now is doing completely atrocious things in response to this past history because the Liberation. Uh, militia which you know that starts in medias race so maybe you know 20 years after the rise of the first liberation militia or thinking of it as like the first intifada there's this rise up uh, the Albion government puts it down and now we're coming to a new point with social media in this world where people are now being instigated again by seeing all these violence death deaths of unarmed white boys and so the liberation militia has a resurgence and Jude decides to become part of that while um, Callum decides to join like the you know the police and sort of that sort of the the distance yeah. so thinking it in terms uh, what helped, m- helped me to think about it is in the Israel Israeli-Palestinian conflict, you think of it as a Palestinian who has a Israeli citizenship joining Hamas mm-hmm. or uh, a Palestinian whose brother, one joins Hamas, one joins the actual, the IDF, the Israel defense, you know, mm-hmm. um, force, right? More helpful in thinking in terms of that. I
0: know, but I just... You know, as a black person in America, it's not, it's not going to be my go-to to to think about, sadly, like Israel-Palestine. Like, I, I know that this is like a heightened version of America, you know, especially because like there aren't black terrorist groups, you know, not Mm -hmm. the way that, like there are white people that might be like, well, the Black Panthers were one of them. It's like, no, but I think it was very, I think there's still some validity in me thinking about it through an American lens as a racialized person. Yeah, the culture Like it might have been helpful for you to think about it in as Israel Palestine, but I resonated so deeply well, with me.
1: Yeah, because I think again, it's alternate history. I think Mallory Blackman is doing both, yeah. right? And so there's this this fusion of, you know, South Africa apartheid, which is a mm-hmm. big part of it, mm-hmm. because there's this whole line where Kamal after he overthrows the current Prime Minister, she responds to him as saying like, you can't keep doing this. You can't keep on oppressing and um, pulling back the laws that I'm trying to give, you know, the knots more rights. For example, the Prime Minister, the woman, the woman says, I'm going to reverse back anti-miskination laws. I'm going to make Midsummer, which is traditionally a not holiday, an international holiday, right? It's like this is I'm going to recognize this. I'm going to do these things. But
0: that's like Juneteenth finally getting recognition. Exactly. So why why is it such a leap for me to think about it?
1: I think that comparison. Well, you said we have
0: to be careful.
1: I think yeah, because it's not Mallory Blackman is not just writing. I know, but why do I have
0: to be careful connecting the text to my world?
1: Because to not limit it to merely just that.
0: Okay, well, you should have said not to limit it. To
1: yeah, Black not to limit it, not to limit it, because I think there's other things going on here that, for example, I don't think the Liberation Militia would be a parallel to the Black Panthers. Like, I right, know the Black that. Panthers I said Right, I see, like But, said but a that. lot of
0: white people think about it like that. Right. They totally think about Huey P. Newton and Stokely Carmichael in that same way then. Yeah, like, black people just wearing their afros and organizing, like, feed the children, but also carrying, like, guns and arming yeah. themselves. People thought of the Black Panther Party as, as a terrorist a, organization. Yeah. Like, I want you to know that.
1: I recognize that. Where I think, like, the liberation militia felt for me had more parallels with Hamas. Gotcha. Which I am sympathetic to Hamas, right? Like, Of course. Because, yes, they, like, bombed buses and they did these terrible things. And there's this... This line that Sefi has this recognition. It's like when you put people into a corner, they're going to do yeah. they're going to do whatever it takes, right? Like, there's this great, great, great film called um, Paradise Lost, and it's about the radicalization of a terrorist bomber in Israel Palestine. And I remember watching that and just having like a context to like people don't commit terrorist acts because they're evil right right they do yeah, it because there's this larger oppressive political structure where you can't do anything right so yeah. if the u.s military you know accidentally bombs a hospital and kills you know doctors and children and all that we call that collateral damage because it was an accident where you know whether it's an accident or not or like if you kill someone okay. and it, right so we just the label of terrorism because terror a the word terrorist is thrown a lot around a lot in this story. Mm -hmm. And I think like when that's done, she's Mallory Blackman and the writers of this show, they're making commentaries both on like the Black Lives Matter movement and the current Israel-Palestinian conflict. Got it. And so they're doing it all these different kinds of ways, you know. Something that the show did well is that there are, there's a whole like insurrectionist movement, like a whole... Uh, make America Great Again, but in the context of this world where there are protesters who are protesting against more in, in, inter, integration, and there's a point where they like spit at Sefi's car when she's driving because she's mm-hmm. becoming this ally and her family is becoming an ally. So there's that element as well. Reading
0: the book, the the integration was more in the schools, so it was like, you know, word for word Ruby Bridges first day with all these white people being mad about like keep them out stop integrating our school you know the whole yeah. bit
1: yeah but then it's also written with th- in London so there there are certain things that we were watching we're like why don't the cops have guns, guns. yeah they have these oh, like we were massive, massive billy clubs and I'm like oh
0: at first I was like oh well in a world where black people were in the world guns aren't the first thing you pull oh out but you're like no the uk police don't have guns i was like wait what
1: yeah yeah there's like special units who have guns but not like your your daily average yeah. cop we're like what chicago, chicago chicago you get to i think carry like four weapons on you so
0: fun cuz that's what you need shotgun to, shotgun to, in your you know, truck
1: your taser you can carry a billy club and then your sidearm so it's four you can have four ay yeah yeah
0: well, with that, let's get into the sides. Okay, we'll
1: this Romeo. We'll do one each. The Romeo and Juliet was just stupid. <laughs> it was so stupid. And then, like, you know, we already a spoiler, but the last episode, like, Callum just all of a sudden become decides to become a terrorist and kidnap the girl, you know, the woman he loves, mm, and yeah. and he, she he made a switch. Our, our oh, side's gonna be was, the same one. Oh, he, it was awful. There was a
0: switch in his character that was like, wait, that doesn't even make sense. It's yeah
1: i mean a little bit because his father is murdered and killed at the behest basically of seffy's father yes but still, i but
0: i I feel like there would have been more like i don't know build up we can't tell people how to grieve but that shift was so it's kind of like that one scene where like dumbledore jacked harry potter up on the wall and was like don't do this and you were like wait what make no sense like Dumbledore would never so it, it, it was just such a dramatic shift from how he had been acting the entire like he was so passionate and so determined and then he's like gets her kidnapped by the militia
1: after kissing her sort of like there's this Judas Iscariot you know reference where he kisses her and then turns her over it's, it's
0: and then she stabbed his ass which yeah. I was a fan of but I, didn't I don't like, know if she would have done that
1: I it just didn't make sense that she also wouldn't be on birth control. She ends up getting, like, <laughs> oh pregnant.
0: My gosh.
1: I'm like, this is so stupid.
0: Rich people have babies out of weight like-
1: yeah, but like it just I I feel like she would have. If she's like the prime minister's daughter, also
0: Yeah, she wouldn't be so She would ha-
1: yeah, she would have had birth control. Too. She would yeah. have had like her own bodyguard following her around. Like yeah. there's bodyguards that the follow prime the prime minister's Minister daughter around.
0: getting kidnapped doesn't make any fucking
1: sense. And then like Seffy's. Oh, it was oh, some parts of this show are so stupid.
0: Yeah, it dr- um, it dragged a little bit near the end, but it's still I I want to land on a good note, Ben. I think it's still a great show. Show worth watching. Like, I, what, yeah. what do you say? I, hey, I, hey I, what do you say? Go go. go. And I think we it. need to be careful of <laughs> I just... I, I lo- I'm i picking on you right now because I'm going to say you. You do this thing where it's really something you want me to do and you frame it like we. Maybe it's the teacher in you. Whereas, like, when well, you when you get on my nerves, I'd be like, Ben, get your... Ben, you need to stop. Blah, blah, blah. Well, no... But, when I do something wrong, you're like, we need to be careful about how we do TikToks and how we do silent treatment.
1: Yeah, well, because... It's a collective, unified thing that we're doing together. But to that point, I was... So I I kept on thinking, watching this, I kept on thinking all of this in terms of, like, American slavery, right? Well, we need to
0: be careful of doing that. Right,
1: because I was like, wait, this is not a direct parallel because, you know, London has its own sort of unique history of Mm -hmm. slavery, and it was very different than american slavery and also the fact that when i was reading all of this i found out that ben affleck's great 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 grandfather owned slaves and he tried to cover it up anyway total tangent
0: oh my gosh just of but, course ben affleck's great great grandfather owned slaves but i think it beca- i think ben affleck's grandfather owned slaves <laughs> but it became what?
1: it became like a whole thing because he tried to cover it up anyway the point being that the way England and the UK did slavery, which they sort of hid it because they put it in like, you know, like the Virgin Islands, like things mm-hmm. were hidden. Yeah. And it was in the colonies. North Americans
0: were just strong and wrong, proud of yeah, it was. slaves it they was, had out there.
1: It was out, you know, in the fields and like you could just walk and see it. It was very easy to see where things were much more hidden. And I was like, oh, I wonder like what this says about Mallory Blackman's book and how she's sort of inverting this history because mm. it's a you, she's inverting the history of England's narrative of slavery, yeah. not America's slavery. And what the show is doing is that they're taking Black Lives Matter movement and bringing that in because, you know, 2001, you don't have iPhones, you don't have social media, yeah. where that plays a big part in the narrative structure here. So, yeah, I mean, sure, I have size or parts of it that are annoying. There's like this weird, I don't know like narrative where Sefi's ex-boyfriend ends up like dating oh my god
0: he's a whole he's a whole thing please watch it just so you can check out Lacan he's fine though but Ben why don't you warp up the show
1: yeah it's a great show I hope there's a season two it's only six episodes um, watch it for the commercials on Peacock. You can download Peacock. It's its own streaming service. And yeah, go ahead and check it out. Six episodes. And again, thanks, Hales.
0: Thanks, Ben. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Side by Side. Next week, we're going to be reading... We will be reading Nine Bar Blues by Sheree Renee Thomas. This is Stories from an Ancient Future, a collection of short stories, and it's going to be a good time. So be sure to check out Nine Bar Blues for episode 25, and we will see y'all next week. Bye, y'all.